Today's episode of Seahawks Man to Man is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think the Seahawks and the NFL tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you are sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play. Work that clock to your advantage and score last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. Uh, my name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you bo- follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. I'm also verified, so, you know, just look for the blue check, black dude, dreads, you know. I'm in an athletic jacket. Uh, Chris, holla at him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C. K-I-D-D-206, and that's C-Kid-206. I are coming to you late, late, late night. Oh, you can tell them it's midnight, 1220, Tuesday morning. Yeah, man, it's like a Drake song, you know, 12 a.m. and <laughs> 12 a.m. in Seattle, man. It's, it's late, but we love you guys. And that game was, yo, that was one of those games, man. That was a, a classic. That was a classic, classic, classic. Seahawks beat the Rams 30-29 to 29 because the Seahawks can only win games by one possession. That's basically their thing, except their Cardinals, I guess, but... Jesus, man. Everything's by one possession around here down to the wire. Uh, a big, big win. I think this technically moves them to second place in the NFC West. With The Niners play uh, Monday and they're undefeated. But either way, man, they snapped a three-game losing streak against the Rams. A big win at home, man. Just a huge, huge, huge victory. And before we get into anything else, Chris, we are going to show some love for my guy. We are going to show some love for Seahawks free safety Tedrick Thompson because I've been Team T2 for a little bit now. You know, we joke, you know, this is my boy, that's your guy. T2, my guy. <laughs> I got the text. He is, yeah, that's, 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 that's my guy. It's not that we cool or anything. We don't hang out, we don't bowl on the weekends, but I'm just, you know, I, I respect his game and I know he's got talent. I can just see it, man. I don't know if he's going to be Earl Thomas 2.0. He probably won't be because Earl was made in a factory deep in the heart of Texas, right? And T2's from L.A., so that eliminates that possibility. But the play he made today, it ultimately didn't save the game. It kind of should have. I can't really write it that way, but it's like, come on, man. That should have been the game saver. How the hell can't you get a first down after that? But that's called being clutch, man. People, it's funny. I asked, I think, after the... Maybe before the first game, I had to go find a tweet. I tweeted, I was like, all right, for real, you guys hate T2, so what do you need to see from him to make you more confident? Is it a tackle? Is it a something? I just, what do you need to see? And everybody was like, just make a play. Make a big play. Tackle better, make a big play. And you know, in the first game, he didn't do that. <laughs> he whiffed on one of the biggest plays of the game. Today, one play, prime time, clutch. Shout out T2. He's a baller. Right there with you, man. Missed a few tackles earlier in the game, but made the biggest play of the night, and he couldn't have made it at any other time. It was perfect the way it's set up. Gerald Everett was having a, a humongous game. Yeah, man. Seahawks did not Jesus Christ. Seahawks, he was treating them like Jerome Bettis. He did not – he was not being stopped. No. He was running through cats. And then the one time he drops the ball, T2 is right there. And he made an incredible play on the ball. And the focus and concentration, Yo. that's 
That's how you know he wanted it. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, he, and it's crazy because everyone's like, oh, he's got these good ball skills. He's got these good ball skills. Like, all last year, the dude was telling me, like, bro, he gets all these interceptions in practice. He'd be picking off Russell in practice. I'm like, all right, okay, Allen Iverson, y'all talking about practice, man. Like, is it going to show up in the game? Where it matters, yep. Yeah, I'm taking their word for it, and then it's just not showing up. And then he's he has all these plays, and I got to write these articles and defend him and stay up all night watching their coverages. And it's just like, all right, cool. I mean, I guess I don't have to do that, but I felt compelled to, right, to paint the whole picture. And, man, when he made that play, I was sitting there and just like, okay, bring it in. Come on, bring it in. I'm not going to shout. I'm not going to say who, but somebody uh, DM'd me and was like, yo, a, a listener of the show, I'm pretty sure, was like, yo, I ain't ever going to talk mess about Tedrick ever again. Because <laughs> that's what it takes, man. I, I've told you this before. I've said this on the show. When you play free safety, when the ball comes your way, whether it's the ball carrier or in the air, you're either preventing a big play or allowing a big play. It's usually binary in that regard. Tedrick? Boom. Makes that one play, perception changes. He's a playmaker. And it shouldn't be that way. But if you think about it, that's kind of what it was with the LOB, too. Like Earl, Cam, who was at the game today, uh, Sherm, they made those big plays in big moments. In big moments. And yes. then it's like it changes the perception. Now the defense is clutch. Because usually you don't think of defenses as clutch. But they were very clutch in that regard. And this is the, like a big step for Tedrick to people to be like, even if he like messes up or something next week, then it's just like, but he made that play. We know it's in him. Yes. Super happy for him. I know yeah, impartial, objective, don't root, whatever. I don't necessarily root. But I do. I am happy for dudes who are good dudes, who I know have some talent, who just have a few bad breaks. And I know the perception of them doesn't necessarily match the, the talent all the time. Like with Jermaine, it's hard to defend sometimes because he does get beat. But with Tedrick, I, I felt better defending it. And Chrissy saved my butt today. <laughs> oh, he saved my butt today. Thank, thank goodness. Thank Explain goodness. how. Man, because like you said, he whiffed on that Gerald Everett tackle on the goal line. But, hey, one play. Yeah, change everything. One, and that's, One play could change your whole perception of you. That's yeah. it. Like, that's – because if – let's say he drops that and they lose a the game, it's like, you know. If he'd have made that play against the Bengals, changes everything. Now he's like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's taking all these steps. There's all these articles about how he's taking steps in year two. and it's, Or, uh, yeah, year two as a starter. And it's just like, oh, nope. You know, he's just hit the same guy. I will say this, though, before we move on. I think this was Tedrick's 13th start, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's still growing as a player. Like, for example, I think this was um, Trey Flowers is, okay, so all fi- he's 15 last year, and then what, all five, five this year. So this, is, this is Trey Flowers' 20th start, bro. And Trey Flowers was drafted a whole year after Trey. Or, excuse me, Trey was drafted a whole year after T2. Like, it takes some time. Yeah. It does. It takes, it takes some growing. It takes people taking chances on you and having those chances to make plays. Think about it. How many plays has Tedrick had on the ball, like in big moments? Not many. Probably like Handful. four, four yeah. or five in his whole, you, you know, in those 13 starts. So it's going to take take some time. But shout out to T2, man. That's, yeah, man, I'm super happy for him today. Everybody smiling into the podcast. It's like, dang, Mike, you was right, man. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take a victory lap. Tedrick took two. I'm going to at least take one. <laughs> come on. Come on, baby. Capping up fans. Oh, come on. Take, soak it up, baby. Soak it up. That was a huge. That should have iced the game, really. Yeah. It shouldn't have come down to a missed that, field goal. By the way, that play that they ran for fourth and one. Oh, third? You talking about the third down? No, I'm talking about the one where they could have pretty much ended the game, but Russell tries to pitch the tire. Oh, he pitched the tire. Oh, that's third now. Yeah, because they punt after that. Oh, I'm tripping. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Why would you yeah. go for it on fourth down? Yeah, that was absolutely. No, that but was the that was really bad play call. They should have just gave it to Chris Carson. Yeah, there were a few <laughs> there were a few plays in that game where if they go the other way, basically there's a few plays in that game where if if Greg Zerline that's who their kicker is, though, right? Yes. If he misses the kick, 
or excuse me, if he makes, makes the kick, we are picking apart a lot of Seahawks stuff today. We're yeah. picking apart Russ on that play because what I think happened was Russ has the option. Because you see, if you notice, they ran the same play yes. on second down. They ran the same thing. Just Russ, I think Russ has three options there. He can hand it to Chris, he can keep it, or he can keep and then pitch to Tyler. He read it wrong twice. <laughs> yeah, and after that, it was over. <laughs> it was nearly a disaster, you know. But if you're shoddy and Pete, you, you put the ball in Russ's hands in that way. Yeah. It's like you, you let him dictate whether you win the game or not. Because he's Russell Wilson. He was great on you know Thursday night. So you got to let him do that. But, yeah, it, that play, Pete not going for it on fourth down at the end of the first half. Uh, the defense uh, giving up all those yards. For them to get and change total. I'm talking about on the final play though. Like there were so yeah. many things we would have picked apart. The pass rush not getting there. Like we would have picked apart so many things if he makes that kick. But you know what? Never kick. <laughs> and the Seahawks are four and one. <laughs> Seahawks are indeed four and one. An incredible game to witness. And it was prime time. And it was a division game. That was another thing. This was for a piece of the marbles. I don't think they're in first place yet. They're not. Because the Niners are undefeated. Niners are undefeated. Is it a tie for? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right. Now, the Niners play right on Monday. Now, the Niners are number one. Seahawks number two. Right. And Rams three, which but is huge. Thing, yeah, but the thing is, after this week, next week, the Rams take on the 49ers. That'll pretty much settle it right there. Yeah, that's if true. The Rams win. Seahawks are number one. And if the 49ers win, then the 49ers will stay. <laughs> Top dog in the division. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. I'll take the Rams, though. I think the Rams are really good. I really. I mean, we saw how good they are tonight. I mean, in this, what in the second quarter they just flipped the switch and moved, started moving the ball down the field. Cooper Cup started slow, but man, you, you knew speed. Cup was gonna give his though. That boy is nasty. He is their best receiver, by the way. I don't know if that was like a question or he's their best receiver. That there boy is go. nasty. We talked a lot about him with Vinny on the pre, the pre-show. Like yo, Vinny is nasty. But what about your boy? On the other side of the other receiver on the on the Seahawks, <laughs> your boy. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about DK because I like what he did today. Sure, Chris, he only had two catches and a touchdown. The route that he ran, picture perfect. The Seahawks have been killing him pretty much in the run game. Chris Carson pretty much did his job today, didn't fumble. Shout out to him, two games in a row, no fumbles, taking care of that rock. Also two games uh, over 100 yards. Got 100 yards again. He is... Getting back to midseason form of last season, oh, which yeah. is which, which is where you want him to be. Mm-hmm. But the play fake was perfect. DK, head down, runs a nice post pattern over the middle of the field. And you know what happens? The DB's eyes are in the backfield. You know why? Because Chris Carson's been doing his job and getting first down and running through guys. And that leaves DK wide open in the end zone. And all he has to do is make the catch. And guess what he does, ladies and gentlemen? He catches it. And as I was talking to Mike before we hopped on, pretty much pre-production, I was saying this is just a taste of what we're going to get with DK because right now he's being used as a decoy. And then as the game progresses, you see, oh, you know, we're going to try this. Hey, DK, just a nice little post over the middle. And you saw the separation he got. I mean, and even if there was a defender there, I think DK might have been able to time, time it perfectly where he can go up, outstretch his arms, and make an incredible play. And I'm looking forward to see how the Seahawks use him as the season progresses, because right now we're in October. We're mm-hmm. a fourth way through the season. He's only going to get more thrown at him. Hey, maybe a double move. Hey, maybe we get you on an out route. Maybe we get you on this and that. Maybe we get you a quick screenplay, because we know he's fast. Oh, yeah. He runs a 4-4. You can easily just throw it to him, call hike, and a quick throw right to him and see if he can get some yards or just stiff arm the DB and you know, 
break into the second second half of the defense. Those are things that I'm looking forward to seeing what DK can do. And tonight was just a small snippet of what he can bring to the Seahawks because again, that route is not easy to run. It no? looked it looks easy. Oh, I can do that, but he did it. He looked fine. He did have a drop that he needs to make that. After watching the replay, it wasn't knocked out of his hands. He has to make that that catch. The ball's thrown to you. Yeah, the defender's hands in there, but come on, DK. You walk in there with your shirt off, you got to make that <laughs> catch, baby. <laughs> well, someone, you talking about the combine? Yeah. Get the shirt off? Yeah. yeah you, you gonna, they you, asked him to take his shirt off, yeah, in all fairness. You're going you to look that chiseled. <laughs> the ball touches your hands. No DB should have their hand in there, and it just pops out. Fair. You got to hang on to it. But as the season progresses, I, I do thoroughly believe that he will continue to make play after play after play and we'll just see what happens man well see the other there's two things one i think that with dk i've been saying this before if he could only just run by people which yeah even on a post pattern you're essentially you tell you make a cut or two and you're you run by and you're gone <laughs> yeah if you just if you're good at running by people in this league that is a skill if you're if you're elite at said skill you will use it yes and you will be an elite receiver tyreek hill is elite yeah. You know what he's good at, bro? Running by everybody. Deshaun Jackson has been running past people for like 10 years, bro. That's all he's doing is running past people. And people are playing 10 yards off, and he still finds and a way to do it. he still runs past people. But that's people. the art of deception, using your eyes, your head, how you move your hips. All that comes into play, and that's a tip to your route running. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. There's nuances within, you know, like you said. It's, it's, a, it's an easy route, but it's a hard route at the same time. Oh, goodness. Just like, I mean, all routes are, to be honest. I mean, you, they all require nuance and releases and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you're a 6'3", 225 or 229, whatever he is right now, and you're running, you got 4'3 speed, bro, if you just run past people and you got Russ, you're going to score. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Let Tyler do all the other stuff. Let Will Disley work the, the middle. Cool it's good. That's the cool thing about this Seahawks team is – they have multiple. They have two guys that can literally stretch the field. You have DK, and you have Tyler Lockett. Sure, you can throw David Moore in there. He's a possibility that can probably stretch the field. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has that breakaway speed that DK and Tyler Lockett possess. But for the most part, you can say, "Hey, just run this 93, which is a streak, or throw it up to you, see if you make a play." When you have two guys that are that talented and can do that, it opens up for everyone else. A Will Disley who can get open now over the top or underneath. Everyone was worried about Doug Baldwin and, oh, we're going to miss him. Rightfully so, though, because Doug was their best receiver for a very long time. But to be honest, through four games, five games, games, excuse me, how do you feel, Mike? Are you missing Dougie right now? Are you? Mm. I mean, think about all the times Russell has scrambled around and he's found somebody. I don't. Tyler Lockett or Tyler Lockett (laughs) or Will Disley. I don't want to say I don't miss him. That's fair. Because he's an elite receiver. How do I say this? It doesn't look as scary as it might have been seven months ago when we were think we were talking about. Oh man! I will say this. I will say this to your point. I don't think I'm concerned about the receiving group as you were before. Yes, I, I was very concerned when Doug retired. I, I was like, in, "Oh, this I sucks." I think in March and April, you. Oh yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. It's Tyler Lockett, and you had question marks because you it was Tyler Lockett and some dudes. Pretty much now, it's Tyler Lockett, Will Disley, and DK Metcalf, and that's. With everyone else, everyone else has good hands on this team too. Like even when Malik, Malik Turner only gets a few opportunities, I don't he think he did it. this game, but he catches it right. And that's Jerron important. Brown catches. Jerron Brown actually fumbled today, but he <laughs> caught it first. So that's you know the, what I'm saying? That's the good thing. He David Moore, it. when it comes to him, he catches it. Like everyone's got good hands. Like every, so, like I'm not really worried. Okay, that's I, yeah. I will say one more thing on DK. That drive is just like 
Shoddy might have. It was like Shoddy might have something leaking in his pants after that drive. Like I'm serious, bro. He opens the drive with a throw to Tyler, and then like the next like five plays are runs to Chris yep. Carson, and then what's the DK one? Play action. That's like, smart for all the. I still think their their play calling is like archaic, and and I think it could be a little bit more modern. And it, Shoddy's good, but I think it could be a little bit better. That play right, that whole sequence. I bet you Shoddy was on the sideline, and his visor just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's big dick energy right here. Like, for, for real. Like, that's because that was perfect. It's run, 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 run. Play action bomb. And it worked. To perfection. So I, I will give him It does work at times. I think they should still come out, be more aggressive through the air, especially when Russ is balling like that. But well, speaking of Russ, I show some love. Speaking of Russ, who was your. Who was your player of the game on the offensive side? Yo, man, listen here. So, <laughs> story time for a second. Not story time, but I'm going to go back for a second. I did Kansas City Radio in, um, I don't know what the station was, but before, around Christmas Eve, I think last year, before the Chiefs game, you know, it was a big game. And I said something like, I said something to, to the effect of like, that Russell is better than Patrick Mahomes. And there were some Chiefs fans who heard me, tweeted me and was like, yo, what are you talking about, Mike? Patrick's better than Russ. And I was like, "What?" I, I'm tweeting them like, "You guys are, you guys are drunk." Like, what? I mean, Patrick's having a really good year. People have had really good years. RG3's rookie year was better than Russ's rookie year, right? Look, look, look how that you know pans out. Luck has had better years than than Russell. You know, Cam Newton had an MVP season. Carson Wentz was having a better 2017 than Russell for like three months, right? You know, Cam Newton. Although I can argue Russ was better than Cam in 2015, but still, you get the point. Like one season doesn't make you better than a guy who's been consistently good, even when he had a bad knee in 2016. So I was just like, man, that's ridiculous. And then my argument kind of didn't hold up in the public because it's just like. One, Patrick Mahomes just was really good. He ended up throwing 50 touchdowns. He ended up winning MVP, lit it up, and it's just like, wow, okay, now he's the new guy. Passed the torch, and then Russ becomes the highest-paid player in the league, and it's just like, eh. I'm like, okay, people might be on me about this. Because I still feel that way, by the way. I felt that way coming into this game, and I want to reinforce that coming out of this game. Russ has been doing this against every team in every situation under the bright lights for a very long time. Like, I think his final line today was bananas, by the way. Like, it was disgusting. Four touchdowns. 17 of 23 for 268 yards, four touchdowns. This year he has 12 touchdowns and no picks through five games. Like, come on, man. I know it's not gaudy like Mahomes, but it's wildly efficient. And remember, last year, the top two people in touchdown percentage, which means the number the percentage of times you throw a touchdown relative to your passing attempts, Patrick was first to like 8.7 or whatever. Russ was right there, like 8.2. He was there the, the whole year. They're throwing touchdowns at a very similar rate, you know. And Russ, he takes care of the ball really well. Like Russ is just as good. Like, put Russ in Andy Reid's offense. What's he do? Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on, man! Like, are you kidding me? All the stuff that Andy Reid makes it easy for your quarterback. Like, look at Alex Smith's last year with Andy Reid. Bro, he was on fire. He was on fire. Him and Tyreek Hill was just monster. And they simplified. They they ma- uh, maximized his skills, which is what Andy's doing now. And then he has a video game quarterback who can just throw it freaking blindfolded you know but i i still stand on this i stood on this in december last year and i'm standing on it now russ is one of the best players in the league not quarterback best players it's i don't know if i could do a top 10 right now but like aaron donald's probably one and Khalil max probably two and then it, it gets a little fuzzy from there bobby's in there uh russ is in there Mahomes is in there but d hop is in there ab although he's loony <laughs> he's in there the gist of what i'm saying is yo you look at what Russ does in this offense, like you grade on a curve, I guess. Like, 
you grade on a curve that he's in this offense that wants to run the ball first. They want to take the ball out of his hands first and foremost. Think about that for a second. Think about that. Your best player. Their plan coming in is, <laughs> you know what we're going to do? Take the ball out of Russ's hands. That's our game plan today, folks. That's our philosophy. Andy Reid is like, we're going to huck this thing because we got, you know, Patrick Mahomes who puts ketchup on uh, mac and cheese. is criminal. Like, that's his thoughts. So you look at, the, of course, the other guy's going to put up gaudy numbers, but if you look at the throws, there ain't no throw Russ can't make. There ain't no sack Russell can't avoid. I do want to see him do a no-look. I don't know when that's going when it's going to come. Maybe you should ask him, hey, Russ, man, when are you going to take a, a no-look pass here? Uh, Maybe. But that might not be his style. Yeah. We get Russ is a little different. Russ has his flair for the dramatic is a little is in plays like he made today on the t- touchdown to Tyler. It's like okay, let me dip out of here, or the yeah, play man. to Chris Carson. Yeah, that that that's the touch st- on that ball to get it to Chris. Yeah, come on, man, beautiful on fourth down. That's that's clutch. Poetic justice. There's no throw <laughs> Russ can't make. So I mean, come on, man. I think he's. If you want to tell me Brady's the best, you're probably wrong at this point. If you want to tell me Drew Brees is the best, okay, yeah, probably. If you want to tell me Mahomes is the best, okay, we can argue, but you have to put Russ in there. He's top I've three. been thinking that for a while, but it's just there's games like this in prime time that really reinforce that. There we go. Sometimes it takes, I guess, because you know, I remember calling Cowherd. It's small market over here. You know, oh. was, come on, man, these guys are on prime time like six times. <laughs> we might have to get Colin on here to talk no, about no, that. No, 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 because I would just call him stupid. <laughs> He's not, but I would just call him that, and it would just be an unproductive conversation. I feel you. Let's flip this. Let's flip to the defensive side of things, and defense didn't really play too well today. Yeah. They had pockets yeah. where they're like, oh, there's a flash, and then, oh, Cooper Cup. Oh, Brandon Cooks. Oh, Brandon Cooks only had one catch, by the way. Well, that was a big catch. He pushed off. We're not doing this right now. He pushed. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We're going to do it, though. Go ahead, though. Shaquille Griffin. Mm-hmm. This is why we're going to do it. Is playing at a really high level. He's the number one corner. I just need an interception from him. It's hard. You know, interception numbers are down league-wide, and they've been going down the last few years. Homie in uh, Sports Illustrated. Rest in peace, Sports Illustrated. But the homie in Sports Illustrated, I think his name Jonathan Jones. wrote about that. But go ahead. Go ahead. It's incredible to watch. They're not even really testing him. I think today I saw maybe five passes thrown his direction, and he was there on all of them. All of them, including the one on Brandon Cooks where you can – the debate was, oh, it's offensive pass interference. In my opinion – I thought it was both players jostling for position, and I thought it was a good no call. Because for one, they were both hand fighting the whole way. And then that was a scary moment when he's just laying down. But, I mean, here's a play. He's running down the sideline. Hand comes out. Shaquille grabs it. I think it's fair. I mean, if they throw a flag, I don't see it. I don't know who it's going to be on because they're both fighting. The guy who initiates the contact. Okay, he initiates it, but Shaquille, Shaquille grabs him. That's why I said initiate. I didn't well, you say still retaliate. Can't, you, st- you still can't grab him. You can retaliate. No, well, then that's a flag. I mean, hey, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say this. Shaquille, Outside of that, Shaquille played exceptionally well. Well, he's been playing really well. Even in that game where they um, threw for 400 yards, the Dalton game, I think Shaq only gave up two catches for 24 yards. I think he gave up, so far he's only given up like seven catches, and then both of the ones today – you can go back and look at the replays. I'm already looking at the replay of this, the Cooks catch, which is clearly OPI. Everyone go look at <laughs> I want everyone to go back and find the replay and screenshot it to Chris. His, where his, there's a play. There's a, there's a moment where Brandon's whole arm is in, cha- in is in uh, Shaq's neck. It looks like he's trying to uh, keep Talib him but, and take his chain off of the boy. To my point, they're both fighting for position. And in that situation, the officials felt that since they're both fighting for it, I'm not going to flag either one of them because they're both 
trying to get position. I mean, look. You Brandon, know the refs admitted to Shaq that it was OPI. After man, the game, he basically. didn't know what he's just. That's just bad. You should that you should not say that. What I would have said was no. You both were fighting for position. You grab him, Shaquille. He pushes you off, and then you come in and you hug him. I don't know what you tripping. I'm tripping. Click play. No, look at I, guys. You guys, you guys can't see this, and we shouldn't do this when you guys can't see what we're talking about. I have the play paused <laughs> with Brandon's left hand right under Shaq's chin. Stop right there. That's OPI. Either way, either way, even if we agree to disagree on that, which we'll have to because we got to move on. But there were two catches on Shaq today. One was Josh Reynolds, I think, in the first half, and the other is this one. On both plays, you can see the receiver having to push off. I, I was joking with somebody in the locker room after the game, like, yo, to, to throw a ball on Shaq, they got to push off because that's what it takes. And you know what? Even if the refs don't call either one of them, that shows you the receivers, A, got the respect and that there was really only those two balls thrown at him on a day where Jared Goff dropped back 50 times. Yeah. That's respect. That's a lot of respect. That's number one corner respect. That's almost Sherman-like when almost. Aaron Aaron Rodgers didn't even throw Sherman's way. Yeah, Sherman was over there that, bored. That, that's not respect, though. That's fear. <laughs> that's even different. That's the <laughs> next level of number one. That's like, you know, I, I respect you. But I also really am afraid of throwing over there. And he was a hair off of that amazing interception where he's diving backwards to make a play. He just missed it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was a good play too. Yeah, he just missed it. And that that would be nice for him to have an interception. In my in my story, you guys can go check this too. Before the game, when I talked about why this time might be different, that the Seahawks beat the Rams, my one of my things I focused on was like they have a number one corner now. They didn't have that in the last three meetings. In twenty seventeen, Sherm didn't play. In 2018, last year, it was Sherm. It was excuse me. It was Shaq both times, but he wasn't at number one level. Now, number one level. Now, not to say that was the difference in the game, but it's one of those things. Like if no one else on defense played really well, which I think some guys did, some guys didn't. If your number one guy is playing well and making it where it's hard to attack his side of the field, that's a good sign. It's a great sign. I'm giving kudos to the secondary today. Those are my boys. I like those guys back there. Oh well, yeah, they all. I mean, outside of missing a bunch of tackles, they played really well today. I think with the, the secondary well, is say. who we've had the most people, the n- highest number of guests too. Is that we've had Shaq and we had Nico and we've had Leno. That's three right there. I don't think we've had three from any other position group. Yeah, we only had Tyler Lockett, wide receiver. Yeah, we had Mike Davis, running back, and we had Jerron Brown. So that's two receivers actually. That is true. But I think we're yeah. We're DBs, we're DBs yeah. We're DBs, right? <laughs> That's I, I got to show some love to the... It's weird we're showing so much love and Jared Goff was picking them apart. But I like... <laughs> I got to give Shaq some love, too. Because when you have a number one corner, that can carry. Like, we're going to see against Cleveland, you know, he's guarding OBJ and stuff like that. But so far... That's going to be fun. So good. That's so far, so fun. good. Uh, I think... Let me see if I can pull this up real quick before we move on to questions. I know we got a lot of them. I saw, I think it was Pro Football Focus... Tweeted Shaq's like coverage grade before this game. Yeah, 82.9. Sixth out of 114 qualifying QBs. That'll probably go down a little bit. Cornerbacks or QBs? Uh, excuse me. C- CBs. So cornerbacks. Excuse me. <laughs> it's thank late, you. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, I've had a lot of coffee, which is gross. Uh, yeah, so we're ranking sixth out of 114. That was before tonight. Tonight. So it'll probably... he will probably be at fifth. He might stay the same in sixth. He had a pass defense, too, and had those two he catches. He had two, didn't he? he had, uh, I think so. At least one. So, oh, he had one. Yeah, he had, he one, had at least one with and gave up the two catches. So, I mean, I, I think he'll, his ranking won't slip that much, depending on what other guys do this week. So, yeah, man, that's a number one corner. That's the number one corner for real. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for our number one source of. Uh, I can't say number one source. It's just our number one thing we do. It's my favorite thing to do is answer questions. Answer I love all the questions. y'all's questions, man. We appreciate everyone that asks. 
appreciate it. All right, let's jump right into it. Where do we start? I appreciate people who don't ask too. I know sometimes it's like you want to be nervous. You don't, you don't want to ask something stupid, but just ask it, man. We we love we just love the love. You know, we we really appreciate. It. But there's no podcast without people to listen, so we appreciate it. What we got, Chris? We'll start with JRB at JR Batman twenty three. What is up, my man? We got two questions. A. Can you evaluate the performance of Jamarco Jones? And then B. Michael Kendrick suffered a season-ending injury with a broken leg last season. He got off to somewhat of a rough start this year. Are the two related, or did he just need some time to get back into the swing of things? I don't think he broke his leg, now that, now that I think about it. I think he hurt his knee, which I guess your knee's probably a leg, but I don't think it was a broken leg. Anyway, uh, can I evaluate the play of Jamarco Jones, who filled in for DJ Fluker, uh, I think, in the first half uh, at right guard? Uh, no. No, I cannot. I will say this, though, because I have to watch the film. But I will say this. One, I didn't hear his name called very much. You know, so there's that that. I think he had a false start. But other than that, I didn't hear his name called. So that's that's good. The other thing, this is just funny. It really has nothing to do with his performance. But So Jamarco Jones has never played tackle before, right? I knew that. So this week, um, this is a little teaser. My locker room survey for the week is um, it'll, it'll run next week. But I was asking guys, hey, you know, if you could play any other position besides the one you play now, what would it be and why? And I was asking Jamarco, and then Joey Hunt, he overhears it. He walks by. And he's joking with him. He's like, he's like, oh, guard, guard. He'd want to play guard. And then jo- and Jamarcus la- Jamarco laughs and just says something funny that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, but it's kind of funny because then he throws in the games like, what, is, what does Jamarco play? Guard. guard. <laughs> I honestly think this is Jamarco's first ever regular season action. And what does he play? Guard. guard. <laughs> A position he has never played. Never played on this team. That was... That was kind of funny. So I have to wait to see the film to really um, evaluate. Um, let's see. And then Michael Kendricks, I don't think the injury had anything to do with it. I think he was kind of playing in the pos- – not out of position, but out of position, if that makes sense. Because remember, he was playing in place of KJ last year. And I think he played with KJ in that Vikings game that he hurt his leg. So I don't think it's related in any way. I just think it takes time. You know, it just takes time. It took, you know, getting to know Ken Norton and really – figure out where he fits in the defense i think he's found his fit he's a good sam linebacker good coming off the edge decent in coverage in their base defense you know it just took some time so i don't think it has anything to do with the injury i haven't asked him about it maybe i will now but i I think it's just getting familiar with the defense is more important than anything all right our next one is from gagorshin could kj be having his best season um that's a good question i don't i don't think so i think he's playing really solid i think he's still he's still really good in coverage which is i think he's always been good at i think he had a, the first offensive possession of the game uh i think they tried him against gerald everett and kj knocked it down and i'm returning to the dude next to me like yeah you know kj's always been good i don't know why they try to isolate him on tight ends i feel like the main time it worked was against um gronk in the super bowl remember that they lined him up and it was uh, before the play snapped i was like oh kj's gonna give him a touchdown right here boom big play but I, I won't I don't want to say that he's having his best season I think he's playing really well I think it, today was kind of iffy like for example on the play Tedrick makes the pick KJ's beat <laughs> dude just needs to catch it you know how I feel confident saying that because on the very next drive they probably ran the same thing and dude catches it he beats KJ and they almost lose the game on it to be honest if they lose the game I'd have probably been on KJ's head to be honest I think he's playing well but I won't go say his you know, best season. He's had some really good seasons. We just haven't paid attention to him because he's been what the seventh best player on the defense, and now he's the 
second, third, third. Yeah, let's go third. Bobby, Bobby and Clowney. Sh- oh, yeah, Bobby and Clowney, right? Bobby Clowney, Shaq. I, mm, I still go KJ Shaq. Respect. Yeah, I gotta come on, man. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, that's how I answer that one. All right, next one is from Daniel Leong at Daniel Leong seventeen. For the early part of the final drive, it looked like they were playing prevent defense, maybe cover four. Not 100% sure. Why would the Seahawks do that if they're allowing 10-yard chunk plays every down? I'm not sure what coverage they ran. I'd have to go back and you know, and watch it some more, which I will, just not right now. Um, well, the, the reason you do that is because you don't want to give up everything over your head, right? You want to keep everything in front of you. You want to keep them in bounds, which they did a terrible job of. If anything, that was where they were really struggling. The Rams had no timeouts. Yeah, and for if I'm telling my DBs, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, don't get beat over the top, but you know where they want to go. You know they want to go to the out route. And there were at least three times where Goff telegraphed it, and the Seahawks could have made plays, but they just didn't. They didn't. Bradley McDougal had a chance to make an interception. If Robert Woods doesn't put his hands up, okay, yeah, you get an interception. But in, there are just a couple of plays that I thought the Seahawks, you have to know, hey, they're going to probably want to get out of bounds here. The out route's going to be there. Jump yeah. that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But that to answer the question, that is why you you do that. You want to like keep everything in front of you and, and try to keep them in bounds and tackle. Because you know they don't have any timeouts. They yeah. have to work the Keep them on the field. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that's the, the thought there. It, they tried to send a little bit of pressure. It just wasn't working. I wouldn't even do that. I would literally send four men, my best pass rushers. Which they were doing. You got to get the quarterback, number one. And then number two... You know what they're doing. They're going to go out. They're going to go sideline. Pretty. Mu- they're going to send at least two guys to the sideline. And a safety over the... They gotta, they're going to send a safety blanket down the middle. It's probably going to be Higby. Could be Todd Gurley. No, I'm, I'm which I agree. I thought their I last just, drive was executed very poorly defensively. Yeah, I'm thinking, really? You're going to give them the out route? And I knew it was coming. I see Bradley McDougal 10 yards off of... Fr- Here it is. Oh, you guys can't see. Yeah, they can't. Right? Remember, they can't see. I'm playing the play for Chris. Oh, but yeah, the, they can't. Ten, you're playing seven yards off of... Cooper Cup, and he's just going to come and do an out. Yeah. They try to keep everything in front of him, though. Yeah, it is what it is. But that's the answer. Let's, let's move on. But that that's the answer to the question. Thomas B. Sun at Lil Taco 21. Oh, mighty Mike Dugar. How have we been so naive to mistrust your knowing takes on Tedrick Thompson? I don't know. That's on you guys. Shame on you and be better. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, baby. Come on, man. I know what I'm talking about. Even with this never kick stuff, man. Today was a never kick game, by the way. You know, was it not a never kick game? Don't do that. Um, what do you mean, don't do that? Today wasn't a never kick game? They have to make their kicks. It's that simple. I could say, don't go for it on fourth down when they don't get it. I can do the same thing, Mike. But here, See, here's the, here's the <laughs> thing that people, sorry to get off topic. Uh, what was the name of the person who asked this? I this like was Little Taco Twenty One. The name is, is Thomas? Thomas. Sorry to get Beeson off topic. At Thomas. Little Taco Twenty One. But I want to say this, look, because we're talking about me being all knowing, which I'm definitely <laughs> going to bask in. So thank you. The reason, the, the problem that people I have with people who disagree with never kick is you included, is you assume that you're going to make the kick. Where on the flip side, you you when you when they're going for it on fourth, you have you're automatically thinking about the things that happen if you don't make the fourth down like you have to basically you have to assume you can't assume conversion or failure in either scenario you know what i'm saying like a kick is not guaranteed just as the fourth down conversion is is guaranteed neither one of them is guaranteed so like usually uh people say take the points you say all the time too take the points the points are not free 
your kicker can miss. You can. You know what I'm saying? So you have to calculate that in there too as much as you have to calculate whether we're going to get the fourth down. And you also paid said kicker money to make the kick. This says you pay your quarterback to make the right read or, or to get the first down, which pay, Russell did not even you, do. You pay five linemen. You well, pay a running down, back. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you is now you can we're always going to disagree and agree or whatever on whether to go for it whether to kick out we gotta but, get t-shirts man but today is one of the oh I definitely should get never kick t-shirt can somebody make never t- kick t-shirts for and us I please need just I'll, kick it i'll buy them you know it's just I, someone do it on amazon or something i'll buy them i'll buy them from <laughs> you just just let us know but that was a today was a great example because like everybody was like oh you gotta take the points take the points no the points are not free you don't take the points you attempt the points. Okay. It's like you attempt the conversion. From now on out, I will attempt the points, Seahawks. No, you're saying just kick it, right? That doesn't. Mean, that's not always just make it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't no, always it. make it, so you have to account for the miss. We're gonna stay on this real quick. P. Carroll, right? This situation was so weird. I think they were on their own. They were on LA's 31, right, with a minute and 38 left. If you go for the conversion and you don't get, let's say you run it and get stuffed, you give the ball to the Rams back with like a minute and 33, let's say. And they have to go 69 yards or 68 yards, right? So, but if you make the kick, like he thought they were going to do, so the problem with that is because Pete thought, okay, cool, let's not go for it and not get it because then they have a short field to go the other way, right? But if you make the kick and it's a touchback on the kickoff, you're only sacrificing like seven yards. But it's also the, the momentum. You also have to think of that mentality. If the defense gets a huge stop, they're pumped up. The offense like, you know what? Our defense just did their part. Let's go out here and march down the field. And see, that happens in the NFL. See, possibly. It's but possible. I, but but I, I know Pete was thinking about the Saints game where he went for it, didn't get it, and they went down and scored. See, me, I'm like, okay, if that's what your thought process, which I'm very certain that it was. I missed his press conference today, but I'm very certain that it was. If that's going to be the case, then you're only sacrificing seven extra yards and the time barely goes off. There's no time off the clock because on a touchback, it would be zero. So they would have, they have gotten the ball. You make the kick. Yeah, you're up like 17 to 6. And they still have the same basically time to go 75 yards versus going 68 or whatever with however many timeouts they had left and only like five seconds wasted. How much the did the Seahawks win by, Mike? They won by one. And how many close? I'm talking just how many plays where there was like, ooh, if that play happens. But there was some <laughs> Like 10, I don't know. There you Tyler's go. toe is getting down. Robert Woods dropping an easy touchdown. That's like all you need to know. When it comes to making and kicking field goals, you would take the points. Had the Seahawks made that field goal, the what-if scenarios are through the roof. Well, like, if Greg makes the kick at the end, they lose. You know, it's, it's, I'm just saying that that <laughs> isolate that certain situation, his, his thought process for the never kick, even if you want to be conservative, that's just still flawed. You're better off just going for it because if you get it, obviously you have the ball and you can go score. If you don't no, get it, oh, you can't go score. You have the attempt to okay. score. Okay, if you, you get go. it, you still have the ball, guaranteed, right? You yes. still have the ball if you get it. If you don't get it, the distance they have to go is very similar to what you would have gone have to like defend if you make the kick and then kick off. So I thought that was useless there. That's why I was. That was a perfect never kick situation. I me. liked it. I liked them kicking. <laughs> My man's got to make the field goal, bro. Exactly. He doesn't always make it. Well, Jason Myers doesn't always make I it. I guess you got to find a new kicker. Uh, no, they gave him a four-year deal. It's going to be <laughs> Next question. Appreciate the question. What's the weak spot for the Seahawks, and how can they fix it? Besides waiting on Jay Reed. Uh, wait for Jay Reed. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, man. Like that was the the pass rush today was the, it, it was bad. There's no there's other words I could use, but I'm going to use bad. I think Jared Goff dropped back 50 times, wasn't sacked, wasn't pressured. I think there was five QB hits today. 
Like, one of them was a penalty. I don't know if they counted that. They probably don't count that. So five QB hits and then the uh, the answer one that was roughing. It's just like you have to get to the quarterback. You know why Jared Goff picked them apart today in the secondary? Because he had time to throw. Any quarterback can pick you apart when they got time to throw, except maybe like Josh Allen. Oh, no, I'm not going to do Josh like that. Who sucks right now? Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky sucks right now. Like Fitzpatrick any- for the Dolphins. Oh, oh, he's already got benched. Like it's he's not. Even oh, that's bad. how bad it is. Uh, th- that, he's always like that. He he also can light you up when given time though. I to it's be magic. fair. To be fair, he he can. He's he's done that. He also he stinks though. You're right. But like anybody can do that, especially golf. So yeah, the secondary played bad, but like they didn't play nearly as bad as the pass rush. The pass rush did nothing. Nothing. Fifty times, no pressures. How the hell is that even possible? It's ridiculous. So I'm very disappointed in them. I don't know what they can do to fix it, to be honest. Wait for Jay Reed. I don't think they should send more blitzes and stuff. They were blitzing KJ. They were blitzing Bobby. They were sending Kendricks. They sent B-Mac. They sent Jamar Taylor, I think. Like, they were doing everything they could and getting stifled. Getting like, stifled kudo- Kudos to them. I think it's a concern. I will say this last thing. It's a concern because against the Bengals, battle line, they feasted. Cardinals, battle line, they feasted. Saints, Pittsburgh. Uh, Rams, good old Lions, nothing. That's a problem. Thank you, Kenta, at Okakin300. Dave Sayers, at Sayers8. Where does Tyler now fit in the list of top receivers in the league? Gets better every game. Also, Puna Ford was immense. Puna Ford Hive. Hashtag never kick. Hashtag action. <laughs> team action green. <laughs> action green gang, Dave. Action green gang. It's cool, though. I appreciate uh, the love either way. Tyler... Tyler's probably still in that second tier with Cooper Cup. Oof, Cooper Cup might be getting that first tier boy. That boy is nasty. He, he, he's unguardable for what it's worth. Unguardable. But yeah, Tyler's probably still in that like second or third tier. I think the second tier is very small. I think the top four is very clear still. It's AB, Julio, OBJ, and uh, Diop. And the next tier is probably like Tyreek, Michael Thomas, Thielen, Keenan Allen, and then. Okay, Tyler might be. I think in I there. might have like seven guys in my tier one, man. To be honest, I think. Nah, I think there's the, that top four is a there's a there's a significant gap I think between D Hop and Michael Thomas and like OB OBJ and Michael Thomas. These are there's a gap. That's a big gap for me at least. I think that's a a big gap. Those dudes have arguments to be like, oh, I'm the best in the league. Michael Thomas does not. Thielen does not. Tyreek does not. Keenan Allen does not. Mike Evans does not. I would say Tyler actually still might be in like in that. He's he's like borderline second tier, with like Stephen Diggs, um, Adam Thielen. Yeah, maybe maybe in there, right right in there. Right I said he was right on the bottom of that second tier, right with with, with like Thielen and maybe Evans. Those guys have just been beasts for so long. I mean, is Juju in there? I don't. No, Juju had like fourteen hundred yards last year. Yeah, was, thanks was, to AB. That now was look disgusting. At him. <laughs> I mean, he's still really good. So he is good, but that's probably where that's probably where I put him. I'm probably forget. Oh, Amari Cooper is in there too. Fair enough. Diggs might be in there as well. You said Diggs already. You're Did good. I? Okay, yeah, you're good. And then we have Chuck Warner at Chucko24. Love the record and the close wins, but has Seattle gotten lucky? And does does usually even out over a 16 game season? I don't know if it evens out over 16 games all the time, but I, I know it will even out just over time over the course of seasons. Like, you just look, you look at some of the games in 2017, they just had some bad breaks. Blair Walsh misses a kick against Atlanta. Blair Walsh misses three kicks against the Redskins. Um, there was there was a few, like, one-loss games. I think they lost all their games by, by, uh, by one score, you know? I think if Blair Walsh makes the kick against the Cardinals in Week 17 of 2017, 
bro, they win 10 games still. Then they'd be back-to-back 10-win seasons, right? And team, we'd be looking at them differently because Pete would just always win 10 games. Even if he always make the playoffs, you always win 10 games. So I think, yeah, you need some luck in this in this league. You just do. Like the example I gave Chris earlier today that I gave somebody else at the stadium. Sherman's arm is four inches smaller. Like if he's a normal-sized corner, they don't go to that first Super Bowl. You know, like there's just so many little things. The ball is just going to bounce. Think of all the things in this game that if it just goes the other way, that you know, Chris Carson juggles that ball and then doesn't catch it. Tedrick <laughs> doesn't catch that pa- that pass. You know, um, the penalty on Clay Matthews doesn't happen. Yeah, you know that roughing on Russell doesn't happen. Tyler doesn't get his foot down on that amazing toe tap. There's just so many little little things. Robert Woods actually gets his knee down before his elbow on that touchdown. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that corner. was amazing. His attempt knee, if, at a catch. His knee hits like a microsecond after his. Yeah, elbow it was simultaneous, bro. It was so close, like to the point where if they'd have probably called it a touchdown, they probably would have let it stand. It was, like, it was dope, one of those type of plays. So, yeah, everybody needs luck, man. The Patriots get luck every year. Like if if Patrick is it Patrick Chung who gets there and breaks up that pass on Brandon Cooks in the back of the end zone in yes. the Super Bowl last year. Yes. If he's not, if he's there a half a second late, you know, if he runs a four four one instead of a. Uh, four, four, six, or whatever. Does the Rams probably win the Super Bowl? You know, every there's always luck. It, it's cheesy, but it's a game of inches for real. And the Seahawks right now are winning the game of inches. Hopefully, they win it all the way to Miami because Chris, we going back <laughs> if they win it. Chuck Ayer, last question. Choppers only twenty four. I'm not gonna lie, that's a fire at name. Yeah, until never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Russell has to be an MVP talks. I know Mahomes. But still, though, and Mike, kind of you, you alluded to that earlier. Uh, yeah, I did my last thing on that. The good thing about talks, they have to include multiple people. So right now, I'd probably go with Mahomes, Rush, uh, Dak, maybe. Um, that's probably it. I wouldn't force nobody else in there. Am I missing anybody? You think I'm missing anybody? You might. You might be able to throw Khalil or not Khalil Mack in there. Um. Mm. Their defense is disgusting. I mean, they held the Vikings to just straight up. That's because the Vikings are just, bro, Stephen Diggs just quit. <laughs> he was like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of this. <laughs> they, they, I think they li- officially listed, like, Stephen Diggs, he missed practice the other day because he was sick. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you he was. He was sick of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, but, yes, Russ should be an MVP talk. Their MVP talks should start with Patrick and end with Russ, and that should probably just be it right now. But it is also week five. Who cares? There we go. Man. What a fun game. Yeah, By the man. way, it's 1 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. So we've been cooking it for you guys. Before we get out of here, though, Mike, we got to drop a hot take, man. Well, damn, they cooled down my last hot take that I thought the Seahawks were going to win a division. That doesn't even look that hot uh, anymore. I think, let's see here. I think the Seahawks are going to have six pro bowlers. Can and you it, name them? And at least three will be on defense. Can you name them? Um, Yeah. Go ahead, name them real quick before Rusk, we get out of here. Russ gets in, Tyler gets in, and you no, know, no, no, yeah, yeah. Russ gets in, Tyler gets in, um, Will Disley gets in, uh, Shaq gets in, Clowney gets in, Bobby gets in. There you have it. That's six. Michael Dixon, probably not. We'll yeah. see. He has some good points today. He had a sexy one down to the one. Shout out Ugo. It's Chris's boy. <laughs> We're blind. It's been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. We want to thank everybody for listening. We will catch you guys later. Mike, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna add some caffeine, man. It's late. I'm gonna drink a lot of caffeine. I'm
Time to you.